when you listen to the show, if we are wrong or we don't know what we're talking about, that is perfectly fine. And you can correct us anywhere you want on Twitter, on Instagram, or on Facebook. You can find us at Not A Historian Podcast or at Not Historians. That's fine because we just jump on the internet, go to the library, talk to people, watch some interviews, and do the basic research we can just to show that two average Joes can do it. Exactly. We're not historians. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, maybe he walked around with jelly beans. That's what it is. Maybe he walked around with jelly I think beans. So. I think he, and he was at the crime scene and stuff. And be like, nah, see, nah, I got these jelly beans. See, nah. We're just two dudes that came up with an idea, and we said we should know more about the everyday world around us. Like, why are beer bottles the shape they are? In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression. Get ready to take notes, boys and girls. It's another edition of the Not Historians Podcast, with your hosts, Desmond Dunn and Shalom Agulana. Welcome to the show. Yes, welcome indeed. It is your hosts. You know what's funny about this? What's that? We do this every show, but you realize that the theme ends with your host. Oh, that's a, good, it been done. Done. that's a good point. Every time I edit it, I'm like, I'm leaving it. But today I'm not. So <laughs> we can just jump into the show. I uh, like that. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Today we have a very interesting topic. One that nobody has asked for, but everyone should have. That's how I'm going to phrase know, it. I agree. I agree. We, we've had people ask for other topics, though, and we are working on it. And, of course... Uh, Season two, Samurai. Dude, I'm excited about season two. I, yeah. I really am. Uh, shout out to everyone out there that's been retweeting and sharing and reviewing us. Really helps. Yeah, you guys we are awesome. All, we love all of you. We wish we had more time to interact, but we're trying to get the show up to par. We really want it to be super. And since we're not putting in ads or anything, we rely on uh, you guys and word of mouth and patrons and everything. So go check out Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. It's just patreon.com slash nothistorians. Uh we're, we're, we're bringing in okay money right now, but we'd, of course, love to bring it up so we can bring up the quality of the show and do more. So sure. uh, thank you guys, especially uh, Ray Walden Jr., as always, gets as a shout-out because he donates at that level, and you can too. So go check that out. Um, so today's show, none other than Nikki T, Nick Tesla. Oh, dude, I thought you were talking about Nicki Minaj. I thought, no, well, man, no, okay. no. We should do a show on that, but way, way, when we're way out of ideas. So 2064? Uh, deal. All right. So 2064, Nicki Minaj will be our first show of the year. So Nikola Tesla, he is the modern day mad scientist. Why why was he a mad scientist? Well, because most of his ideas, the ones that work out and the ones that don't, are crazy for their time. That would be most of his ideas. Yeah, like that's all of his ideas. But the point point being that he thought so outside the box Mm -hmm. and did such unconventional things when he came up with them and had such a personality yeah that he's he's what you think of when you think of like a mad scientist i would say that any movie tv show that you find a man there's at least a quarter of tesla in that yeah i mean i knew that he had a lot of famous friends yeah i mean that's that's part of the fame though with knowledge i'm saying like this guy was eccentric yeah. Uh, he he kind of, I, I don't want to say dark, he just was a genius, but he was a tormented genius in a way. Yeah, I'm a in dark the, genius. Yeah, yeah, in the sense of like uh, a kid cutting, if you would. Ooh. Day and okay. night, Day you know? Day and night, yeah. Like he could, he could go and like revolutionize electricity and transmission of uh, electrical power mm-hmm. and then run out on a hotel bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's not eccentric. Uh, no, he would live in the hotel and keep pigeons in the room with him. That's that's weird. In, in like the Waldorf. Oh. And then they would be like, sir, you can't keep pigeons. And also, you haven't paid us in three months. And he'd be like, I'm Nikola Tesla, damn it. I mean, that would be kind of cool to be able to do. Yeah, but they also would lock him out and then be like, you no longer live here, sir. Well, damn. Because, you know, paying people. I mean, it's important. It is important. <laughs> Once again, our Patreon, no. <laughs> but he would invent these things that people couldn't dream of. And he would dream of things that people couldn't even comprehend. Hmm. I mean, this dude's talking about wireless energy, like back when people were like, cars are only a fad. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he's way ahead of his time, a true genius, but also a bit of a madman. Hmm. And he would make a lot of claims and come up with a lot of ideas. And he also was a bit of a, I don't know what the what the way to do it is. He, had, he held some grudges that maybe he didn't. I don't want to say his ego was inflated because 
He's Nikola Tesla. I mean, right. And the things that he actually did do are amazing. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things he didn't do that he thought he should do or he thought people should do for him or help him with or make true. Yeah. And he would go on these goose chases. Like, he, he was uh, Isaac Newton. You know, also, maybe an alchemist kind of thing. You know, where Isaac Newton's great, oh. smart dude. Also, tried to turn lead into gold. You know? Yeah. So, uh, he, he works much that way. Um, he was a Serbian, though he was born in the Austrian Empire, uh-huh. in what is currently Croatia. So... All right. You know, geography in Eastern Europe, it works funny. Uh, he's best known for his work here in the U.S., right? Because yeah. that's when he really gets his alternating current going. You know, like electricity. Yeah. Well, that's what we as modern day people would consider electricity is and what comes out of outlets. Mm. Now, electrical engineers and stuff, obviously, physicists know more than we do on that. Right. Then they use lightning. They, yeah. They harness the power of lightning. That's what he did. To release Thor. Yeah, yeah, that's what we think they do, and probably that's probably what he was working. Maybe the Kraken. Yeah, any of these options, that's probably something that Tesla uh, came up with. So, uh, and now it's pretty simplified when it comes to terms of the electrical part and the physics part. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think either one of us are electricians. Well, so, I mean, I, I dabbled in it a long time ago. I wanted to be an engineer of some sort. I've always right. wanted to be one. Uh, whether that be mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, and and or rather uh, a software engineer. Uh, the latter being the one that I've chosen that's a lifetime. Right, right. And I, and I I went to school to be a mechanical engineer originally, yeah. ended up with a philosophy degree. I mean, but that's, so that's because that's what I'm a starving artist and all that. Yeah, but that's literally what ended I, up. At. No, yeah. I just couldn't do the math all day. Uh, it was not hard math. It was just boring math. Yeah, and I, and I know some of that, especially when you're talking about currents and whatnot and doing the electrical engineering piece. My mom was going to school at DeVry at the time, and I was going to school with her. And, you know, I was a young kid. And I would actually answer some of the questions. I got to play with a breadboard and learn all that stuff. It's kind of neat. Well, see, I I grew up, I was a traveler. Uh, not for our European listeners, not a gypsy. Though that remains to be seen. Or an insurance agent. Uh, because I'm waiting. Right now I'm currently waiting on a DNA test uh, to come back from the deal for the genealogy. Oh, that's cool. So I did that. Uh, but I'll find out. Maybe I am. Uh, but my aunt and uncle actually owned the local... Uh, Electrical works. Hmm. Yeah. Like, like Monopoly. Okay. I was like, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Are you serious? No, they, 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 they do what electrical engineers do. They, they, they repair, create, design, uh, sometimes manufacture uh, electrical control systems mm-hmm. and motors mostly. Yeah. But they also work on anything that takes electric. I don't know. I I was there, but I was always there just visiting. I never yeah. learned anything. Kind of like jail, a monopoly. You're just visiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's all monopoly related. Everything. <clears throat> it's all connected. Hashtag. It is. It's all connected. Uh, so I know Jack all about them. I mean, like I, I can, I can fumble, I can fumble my way through and like install mm. breakers, things like that, and make small circuits. But I know nothing of actual electricity. Yeah. I can make like I can rebuild like an alternator or something like that where the principles are pretty simple as far as mechanically, but right. that's mechanical engineering for me still. Right. I'm like this piece goes with this piece and it has to fit and the clearance has to be this and you know the material science has to be a certain way. I figured that out. I understand that part, but most of what I know is you have to plug in you know 115 to 115, 220 to 220, <laughs> you know, and get your amps right. Like yeah. that that's you know amps kill volts hurt. That's uh right. That's the rules I learned as a kid. I had nothing else. So thank you, Mr. Tessie. Uh, Mr. Tessie. Yeah, I'm giving him nicknames. I'm I trying mean, to I'm see which that. one sticks. I feel like we don't have a good one for him. Uh, Tessie words. Yeah, he he was also a pioneer in the wireless transmission uh, of electricity and communications in general. Like he was all about that. Yeah, and he had a goal. His ultimate goal was. Uh, what we now call wireless charging. He wanted free electricity that was just wirelessly transmitted. Like, you know, lightning storms? Sort of, but more controlled, you know? Like those balls that you go and you see and you put your hands the on? The plasma ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sort of. You'll find out Tesla's pretty good at, you know, Tesla coils and that thing. Mm. So, uh, he, yes. He's a fan of plasma coils and whatnot. Um, I'm a fan of plasma like Megman uses. Yeah. Um, no. I just like, I like plasma balls. Plasma balls are cool. Uh, so, back to Nikola Tesla now. Oh. With this plasma coal <laughs> story that was supposed to take it just a minute. Mm. Uh, he was born on July 10th, 
1856. All right. In a Serbian family of priests. Uh, well, his weird. family was priests. Well, you know, they're not... They're the, not celibate? The, yeah, obviously. They're not the priests as we know them. They're probably Eastern Orthodox. I should have looked that up. Yeah. Uh, they might be Russian Orthodox. I don't know. Um, but he was born in the Austro-Hungarian frontier. Mm-hmm. So, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. I imagine like we are now. But back in 1856. We're which I imagine land. all of 1856 is pretty much... The Oregon Trail. Yeah. Uh, He lived a pretty ordinary life. His childhood was pretty, you know, level, it seemed, for the time period. He did lose an older brother when he was five. And we know that it was during his youth in school that he became interested in electricity. Hmm. And now, for the sake of the show and time, we're not going to get into... We're not going to get into when he just fell in love with electricity and what fascinated him. The guy was a genius and he chose electricity, is what it boils down to. I think he would have excelled in almost... Any field. Hmm. So upon completing... Except for something with water. I don't know. He's not a Pokemon, so it doesn't work that way. I feel like he could have probably been a hydraulic engineer or a pneumatic engineer, too. Uh, But upon completing school, he returned home, where he was immediately struck down with cholera. Oh, that's pleasant. Yeah. And it was apparently during this sickness when he was really near death, because there were a few times they were like... Uh, we say calling the priest, but you're already one, so, you know, do what <laughs> right. you do. Right. Sorry, Mr. Tesla. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, so his father made a bargain with him uh, while he was doing it. He said if Nikola would survive, he would give his blessing to become an engineer instead of a priest. Well, he made a bargain with, with, with God? With or? Nikola. So, so this man is sick. Yeah, he's like sitting there, oh, you know, and a priest doesn't, I don't think, it's probably one of the people that doesn't bargain with God. Right. So he was like, he's like... <laughs> He's like, son, if you if you will if you will get well, I will let you be engineer. And he's like, soul, <laughs> and, I am uh, well. Yeah, you know the priest. He was expected to be a priest because that's what it, I think his father and both his grandfathers had been. Yeah, or at least one. I know that he had a pretty priest heavy family. That, um, so after nine months, because that's how long it took him to beat this, Tesla overcame the disease. Wow. Uh, uh, a a fat about this is he actually credited the works of Mark Twain with helping him beat color. So, how? I guess he read them and was inspired and kept him strong and gave him the will to live because nine months of cholera. Seriously, uh, this dude would have rocked at Oregon Trail. You were talking about Oregon Trail, (laughs) but it's like, you try to ford a a river. It's like Nikola Tesla floated. He just (laughs) forded the river himself. Just laid down. He's like, guys, you know we float. Like, we float. Right. Just floated on his back across. And I'm like, why'd you try to Chuck the wagon. Don't don't do it. I mean, I, I get it. He was smart. That's what I'm saying. Except for he, he wouldn't have been able to be in water. He, again, he's not, he's not Electro. He's not fighting Spider-Man. He understands the science. Oh, um, gotcha. So he went to school at that point. Like real, uh, When I say school, he went to like his basic fundamental education. What yeah. we would consider grade school. And then secondary school, I guess. And then he went to... What is either consider like trade school, vocational school, or college? Yeah. Now it was in 1874, I think. Is that right? Yeah. That uh, he was going to go to college. However, the Austro-Hungarian army said, "You know what? We need you." Conscription. That's right. Hmm. Uh, so he decided that he was going to stay a physicist and not a fighter. I'm a physicist. Yeah, I'm a fighter. Yeah, and he went through on that, and he deserved. Pretty much, he. They said, "Here's your draft card." He said, "Cool, can I go put this in my glove box so I don't lose it?" And then just disappeared. Damn. Uh, and he went to the mountains in the frontier, and he stayed there for a while, just chilling out. Uh-huh. Not, not didn't hide out for the rest of his life, obviously, but he avoided getting drafted. Uh, now, despite the avoidance of conscription in 1875, he was still admitted into the Austrian Polytechnic on a military frontier scholarship. Well, that's irony. That is so. He would. We might have lost him to war or disease or yeah. any other thing in the military at the time, but instead, he ended up getting a scholarship because the people at his uh, school in town and stuff they wrote a letter saying, "You know, yeah. boy's smart. My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> Let him go to school." And then they sent him there on a military scholarship. That just that floors me. Yeah, right. It's like getting a GI Bill and you never served. But he's exactly he did, right. Yeah. Although he definitely did earn it. I mean, uh, it's said that he never missed a lecture or question in his first year of study. Hmm. Uh, a feat 
that Tesla said came from working seven days a week on three hours of sleep. That's insane. So he invented being a workaholic to yeah, see. Clearly, because I mean, um, I, I don't know how you function like that, other than to say that because uh, the amount of work is what gets me. Yeah, it's the amount of work he's doing that I can't understand. So never miss a question or lecture or any of that kind of stuff. Like I can understand going on three or four hours of sleep every day. I mean, lots of parents probably understand that kind of yeah. lifestyle, but the fact that you can get up and actually just keep functioning at a high level but, yeah, constantly for a full year, that's what blows me around. Because, I mean, like, there's been times when in college or in work or in life where I'm like, I have to get these things done or yeah. I have to learn this or I have to read this or I just get engrossed in video games, whatever. I'm not Nikola Tesla. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, I'm not going out and creating and understanding what he's doing. I'm just like... I have to play all the Mass Effect trilogy. <laughs> so I can spend, you know, two weeks on going to work, coming home, taking care of stuff, staying up till 1 a.m., waking up at 5 and going yeah. to work. But then not to be like on day 24, be like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's a was... whole nother feat. So this guy, just that alone tells you how driven. And that's incredibly how his How he works because he's not even a genius <clears throat> at this point. I mean, maybe he is. But he's not even the genius we know getting money and getting paid and get. He's just going to school. Huh. Now, on top of being a workaholic, he was also a gambler. I love gambling. Because uh, during his second year of school, he lost his scholarship. Oh, damn. And he took to gambling habitually. Uh, by his third year, he managed to gamble away all the money he needed for school. Now he's scholarshipless, and he's gambled away any money he had. Uh, now, he did manage to win it and pay it back to his family. Yeah. But... He was just literally gambling. Just like what kind of games? Do we know? Uh, no, I'm I'm not cards. I'm going to assume dice. Anything. He's just like, well, what game y'all playing? Uh, shout out to Spider Monkey. Yeah, shout out to Spider Monkey. That's a story for behind the scenes one day. Right. Um, if, you're, if you're ever on the Patreon chat or on Twitter or whatever, I highly, highly recommend you hashtag Spider Monkey at us. At non-historians. Yeah. Hashtag Spider Monkey and ask, what the hell is that? Who the hell is that? Because it's a person. Right. It's a person that lived in our old neighborhood. Yeah. That was, I'm going to say, not homeless. Uh, so I'm going to go, go ahead and just say, let's not give any more about this. Yeah, thing. but we'll, we'll get into it. He, he was a crazy dude in our neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, that's about it. It was him and Crazy Horse. That's the true dude. <laughs> so you can just ask us about either one and you will get a very nice story. We're going to keep the flow rolling. Um, so after he won some of the money back, paid his family back. It was here that he truly displayed that same will, that same grit that he showed in the hard work he had done and the workaholicness. He gave up gambling. Stone cold. Now, imagine a man that has lost everything. Yeah. Who has committed himself totally to this. Who lives and breathes playing cards, dice, whatever it is he's doing. Uh, You know, scratch tickets. I don't know. Scratch tickets. Just to be like cold turkey. Done. But... It wasn't without consequence that he did this. Because of his ordeal, he wasn't able to pass any of his exams. Yeah, because he wouldn't go into class. Yeah, well, because he was so focused on not gambling, and mm. it just consumed him both ways, that he just didn't study. He tried to get stuff, you know, can I take it tomorrow, King? Yeah. You know, uh, no. 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 Uh, so, coupled with the gambling, it was too much for Tesla to bear as far as the shame, because mm. he didn't pass his exams. He's out of school. Right. He's pretty much at this point just known as a gambler and not a good one. Yeah. Um, so, in 1879, which you'll notice is, again, like four years after he went in on his scholarship and he'd been struggling, mm-hmm. he dropped completely off the radar. Like, ah. No, no. <clears throat> it's true. Like, ah. We'll get to it. He hid from his family and friends. Like, yeah, out of shame. And I get that. I mean, you wanted to impress him, and now you borrowed money from him, and now you can't. Yeah, he was supposed school. to be. You know, he was he was the great Tesla and hope. You know, he was supposed to come out of out of the frontier and develop the develop the great Tesla and hope. Yeah, like the great white hope. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, so he's supposed to come out of the you know and out of the frontier, out of the priest family, out of cholera, and and just like rock the world. And then he was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. That first round, you know, he was leading. He was leading the whole game. And then second round came and he's like, I'm getting a little beat up. Third round, he just got floored. Bam. He got, yeah, he got the TKO and he couldn't take the shame of it. And so he never stepped in the ring again. No, that's not true. But um, 
he he went and he worked as a draftsman. So he kind of hit out, got a job he could do being a draftsman, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, lots of failed engineers will be draftsmen. I don't know what you're laughing at. I say that from personal experience. I, like, hey, I didn't laugh. I was just like, I can, I, I can draft like a bastard. <laughs> like, mm. It's not a needed skill now, but I can also program like CNC and CAD and stuff. But like the hand drafting, there's a need for it. And I can see, especially at this time, yeah. you do it. I mean, did you ever take drafting classes? I mean, no. as in, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty complicated. So what he's doing is it is a skill. It's a professional trade. Hmm. It's like a, and it's like an architect for pieces of machinery. Right. Okay. Like everything you see has to be designed by somebody. It's a designer, of course, designs it, but then to bring it to life, you need a draftsman of some sort. Right. So he does that. Um, however, his father knew that you know he didn't just disappear, or at least he probably hoped he hadn't. Right. 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 Uh, and he went and tried to talk him into coming home. Uh, instead of that, Tesla had a breakdown. Oh. Yeah, a complete mental breakdown. And uh, a month after all of that, his father died. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, he was he returned home after his episode, after he was spent some time getting some help. Yeah. He took a teaching gig for the next couple of uh Months and years following, like he would teach a little bit after yeah. his father died, and it was until 1888 that he was given money by two uncles hmm. to go back to school, and he went to the Charles Ferdinand University uh, in Prague. So uh, there was a problem, though. What's that? Well, unlike Kanye, there was no late registration for Tesla. Oh, so Nick Tesla got there, and they said, "Sorry, sir, registration ended like last week." And he had a pocket full of cash yeah, and no classes to go to. So what do you think Nikola Tesla did at this point, given um, what you know of his history? I think he went and gambled. I think he went and gambled. So actually, he went and got a few jobs in the area, and he would oh. still attend classes for no credit sometimes. Really? Yeah. So he, he, That's he, extreme. he officially beat gambling. Nice. He came back. Um, he was the chief electrician of the Budapest Telephone Exchange. Before he moved on in 1882 to the Continental Edison Company. Okay. Which you may notice, you've probably heard stories of the names Tesla and Edison and their rivalry. Correct. But he started working at the Continental Edison Company, and it was here that he earned his rep as an engineer. Okay. Uh, first installing indoor lighting around Paris and then troubleshooting like all these issues all over the country because he was in that's pretty cool right right no he became the go-to guy like he understood how this newfangled electrical electricity works how it works in the, you know incandescent bulbs how it worked hmm. in the lighting of the day how to design light bulbs he got it all yeah and so he's like yeah i can do this and so if they ever had a problem anywhere in the country of france they were just like call nickel test and he would show up fix yeah. the problem huh yeah he was the and fixer he was he really was. Uh, he actually immigrated to the U.S. in 1884 at the behest of his Edison boss, hmm. Charles Batchelor, who was one of Edison's top men. So, okay. you know, he's the right hand of the right hand. So I guess he's the thumb of the right hand. That's what, that makes sense. Is that, is that how it works? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's how it works. All right. uh, and he worked in the Edison machine works in Manhattan doing the same things that he had done in Paris. So now he's got he's got to call up to the big leagues. Like, New York is, of course, you know, Edison's like showpiece like you want so he gets Manhattan out of Paris and out of France like okay they're like this this one area is yours now to take through you're going to troubleshoot you're going to design you're going to improve you're going to do all of them so he's working on motors he's working on uh, dynamos he's working on everything that, yeah. that that they have there that they need at the time hmm. uh, now he's only there with Edison for six months in New York okay and he did he did meet Edison, a.k.a., you know, Tommy Dick move. Uh, I'm just saying, Thomas, Tommy Dick um, Thomas uh, Edison is known for his uh, demeanor best. and, yeah, at least once, though. That's how many times we know he met him. Like, everyone thinks that they were, like, feuding so hard. Yeah. Uh, Edison thinks he met him once, mm. which might be Edison being a bitch, but, probably. you know, hey, I'm not going to fault the dude. Uh, it doesn't seem like they knew each other, though, much. He met him once on the job. Okay. Uh, now, Tesla did leave Edison, the company, and the dude, but the company, hmm. after he butted heads over a bonus, it said. 
one of several he felt he had been owed over the course of his employment with Edison. Yeah. At least that's the popular reading. The truth is no one knows for sure. He could have been wrong about reading it because it might have been one of those jokes of like, if a man can build a better mousetrap, I'll give him $10,000. And then everyone laughs. And Tesla, not understanding American culture, is like, I'm going to go build a better mousetrap because $10,000. I mean, $10,000, who doesn't? Right. But then, you know, Edison's like, money. Right. And he's like, no, son, I'm not really going to give you (laughs) $10,000. Uh, you know, I, I just don't know how to read that. I, I, I highly suggest we're not including the story here because I feel like um, it's one of those things that I would be way too biased on either way. So I really want people to go look at But go look at the feud between Edison and Tesla. It's a lot smaller than people think. It grows, but it doesn't grow at this point. It's actually after, well, we'll get to the point. You'll see where it would become a thing. Um, now, he had been working on arc lighting for street lamps at Edison. That was what his main, you know, drive was. That was what he was going to do was this yeah. arc lighting. That's what he felt he owed the money for. That's what he, you know, he was owed money for this. He thought that was the project. But his project got mothballed. Oh, and we were man. like, yeah, not so much right now. Let's just work with what we have. We think it's a good product. Yeah. And we're standing behind it. You go do whatever you need to do, but really need to focus on the troubleshooting, the keeping our business up. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, coincidentally, when Tesla left and started his own work, his first project was arc lighting for street lamps. So ah. he really thought that he had something. And he was like, look, this is better. And they were like, no, no, no. We have what we have. Yeah. And he's like, but I can do better. And they were like, this is your job. Do so you know say. the scene in uh, Batman where Edward Nigma is like trying to talk to Bruce Wayne about his invention? Yes. At the beginning of the movie? This is that. That's that's that. Jim Carrey is Nikola Tesla. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne is Thomas Edison in that scene. Just imagine that. Go watch it. Was that Batman and Robin or is that Batman Forever? That's Batman Forever, right? No, it's Batman and Robin. Okay. No, you're right. It's Batman Forever. Yeah. So he thought he had this big dream and he was right. I mean, he did. But um, the Tesla Lighting and Manufacturing Company... Oh, hold on. I'm going to do that. The Tesla Lighting and Manufacturing Company came to life in 1885. Let's do it one more time. The Tesla Electric Light? Oh, yeah. The Tesla Electric Light and Manufacturing Company came to life in 1885, and Tesla was soon filing away patents. All right. He was making it. I got yeah. these patents for sale. And he had his I name on the company. I mean, yeah, you know what? I put my name on a couple of companies if it meant anything. Absolutely. So he was making it. Yeah. Or so he thought. <laughs> oh, hell. In 1886, his investors killed the manufacturing side. Why? Um... Well, they formed their own utility company out of it. They, mm. they, um, Tesla was not part of the group. His so investors. Yeah, well, you have to remember, he's not a rich man, but he's a smart man. Smart yeah. man needs a rich man, so he has a group of investors. That makes sense. They decide that they take the Tesla electric light and manufacturing, and they kill the manufacturing side of it, and then mm. reform as a utility company, because that's where the money is for them. Right. Because Tesla's manufacturing is just... A uh, sinkhole, mm-hmm. yeah. So Tesla's not part of the group that is now the Tesla Electric. Damn. Uh, so the company that had bore his name was dead on arrival, and he took for having to sell his patents for stock in the company, so he was destitute. Ah. Yeah. He had he had taken his patents and traded them to the company for stock in the company. Yeah. And when they killed the company, yeah. So, in 1886, he was working as a repairman and a ditch digger. Neither one of those sound like good jobs. No, ditch digger? No, that's horrible. Although, I will say, you know, you can't judge a man by his job always. Well, I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm no, saying just, uh, I agree with no, you. Yeah, for what he wanted to do, where he ended up there mm-hmm. at that moment, had to feel pretty heavy. I, yeah, I can true. imagine. I just say that because I had a childhood friend. And I, still a friend, actually. Two of them. And their dad was the, the grave digger. Yeah, so you never know. He was an amazing artist. So that's what I'm saying. Just like Tesla, he was an amazing physicist, amazing engineer. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's also I mean, a fairly decent ditch digger. He got right. a job. I mean, true story. Uh, he wasn't down long, though. So, I mean, he gets yeah. down, but it's Tesla. He's going to, he's you know, something's always cooking in that edit. Uh, by the end of 1886, his patents and ideas were in the hands of, the, of a highfalutin New York City attorney. And the superintendent of Western Union. 
Oh, so these two guys are like, hey, we're businessmen. Like, I mean, right. Real businessmen. And we like what you're selling. So how about this? Tesla Electric Company. I mean. And they all say, that sounds great. Right? Who wouldn't? He's like, I get my name. I get my company. Sure. Why not? I learned my lesson last time. Mm -hmm. Maybe I won't get screwed over. Uh, You know, of course, an attorney is probably, and a guy that takes money all day, (laughs) probably not the two guys I would have picked. But you know what? If they got the money and the belief in you. Then go for it, right? Yeah. In the same year, 1887. Tesla created his first AC induction motor, which well, is, cool. uh, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, this is big enough that George Westinghouse of Westinghouse, electric, yeah. electric and manufacturing company, got a hankering for some of that Tesla motor. He was like, oh boy, um, see, I'm in this war with Edison. Yeah. And he's got his motor. And we've been trying to figure out how to improve. We tried to make a better one. This changes the game. This is flips. The table. Uh, he he licensed the patent to the motor and gave a royalty for every motor hmm. and hired Tesla. Nice. Now, all of this is over a million dollars in today's dollars. Like, that's what Tesla gets out. Just out the door. He's like, a million dollars just baseline Damn. every year. Now, what follows is what people think of when they think of Edison versus Tesla. It's the War of the Currents. But it's actually Westinghouse versus Edison. Because Westinghouse is the one that has Westinghouse. Right. And Edison has Edison. Tesla is just the guy that had the ideas. Westinghouse, it takes both of them to combat Edison. Now, Edison has yeah. guys underneath them. But for the most part, he is heading his corporation. He is not being pushed around or taking it. Makes Suffice sense. to say, the war took its toll on Westinghouse's coffers and Edison. But because of the lack of resources, it wasn't possible to get Tesla's motor the way he had hoped. Ah. See, again, they ran to this thing. They're having to fight to keep the AC power alive. Mm-hmm. They're having to keep their products alive. And now they want to roll out Tesla's motor, but it needs to be big. It needs to be proven. It needs to be sold. It needs to conquer all. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot behind it. I get it. Right. So, a run on the stock, because, you know, we're in a great time now, caused Westinghouse to have a huge cash flow problem. Hmm. The investors and lenders kept Westinghouse. Uh, the oh sorry, the, the investors and lenders that kept Westinghouse going decided to demand that the fat be cut all around the company. They said, "Look, look, we gotta if we're gonna keep this up, we believe in you, George, but we yeah. have to cut the fat," and that included Tesla. Ah, so two years after his initial contract, Tesla's motor was still not out of production, and he was getting. Fifteen thousand dollars, and that's in eighteen ninety one dollars. That's good money, guaranteed. Golly. Just in royalties hmm. for a motor that's not being produced, which is crazy. So they're just giving him away money. I mean, he's getting a million dollars, like I said, guaranteed, and the royalties on top of it. He's getting another fifteen k. Yeah, in that time, which I didn't even bother to convert because I think the point is, yes, Nikola Tesla was, was fat on this company at yeah. this time. So, Tesla and Westinghouse came to agreement, though. They, they didn't just kick him out the door and say, Tesla gave up the royalties. Because that was the part that was killing them year. Yeah. He had the million dollars to begin with. And he's out. But, Westinghouse had to keep moving on the motor if Tesla gave up the 15000 Because it's still a contract. Sure. So, the patent was eventually sold outright to Westinghouse. Which, hey, that's I think that's a valid move, right? Tesla goes, yeah. look... I don't think this is ever going to happen, but I'll sell it to you. Just give me the money now or what you think it's worth. I'll take it. So in 1897, Tesla's patents bought 216K oh. in, in their dollars. That's oh, hell. well over a million now. <laughs> Several. So uh, he got paid. Yeah. That's yeah, what we he did. definitely got paid. That is what we call that particular maneuver. Getting Give paid. paid. <laughs> yeah. Then he signs the hell out of his money, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thus, the Tesla coil. When we were talking about, like, you know, they can play the music on with lightning. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's where this comes from, from selling that patent and having it. Uh, when the World's Fair came around, though, this is this is a cool maneuver. The World's Fair came around before this. It was the 1893 uh, World's Fair. Westinghouse came to Tesla and said, come and join them on the, on the presentation of their goods, yeah. and, including the motor. Because, again, they're trying to get this off the ground. Right. Now... His original patent had just been, you know, 
No, it hadn't been sold yet. He wouldn't sell it for four years outright. But he had just ended the, the royalty contract, so they're still trying to move this motor forward. So we're Which jumping back a little bit here on the sold the patent, but it's important to show that they were still working together. Mm-hmm. So the the system, even at the time, had Tesla's name on it. It was dubbed the Tesla Polyphase System. And the fare itself was AC power. That was why Tesla there. So it was a huge win for Westinghouse. Yeah. But Tesla is sitting up there going, Boom, my name's on this, and it's Mark running. Trump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, the same that same year, the Niagara Falls was being rigged for power, and Tesla was brought in to consult. Okay. So they were like, hey, you know, we know you got some ties with Westinghouse, but you work for Edison, whatever. Come over. We want to generate, you know, hydroelectricity from this. Yeah. Uh, what do you think we should use? And he looks, and he goes, hmm, you know what? Two-phase AC. It's called the Tesla system. No bias. No bias. <laughs> Uh, from Westinghouse, who pays my rent. Again, no bias. Um, right. And that was the agreement. And Westinghouse built the system. So they got Niagara Falls out of Tesla going to consult. Nice. <laughs> and there. Um, now, Nick went back into, into business for himself now, though, because, again, the royalties aren't coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was when the head of the Niagara Falls company, or, yeah, I can't remember, was it? Uh, Niagara Falls contractor, cataract, someone. Cataract. Uh, <laughs> construction company whom he had consulted for, came mm-hmm. towards his lab and said, you know what? I think this would be a really good... This dude's smart. Like, he's really smart. He didn't just bullshit us. And together, they formed the Nikola Tesla company. So Tesla has now had his name on, like, four companies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's doing pretty good. I mean, they keep kind of falling out from under him a little bit, but yeah. he's making money. He's got enough money to start his own now, which is another dude. He doesn't have to have investors. The first time he does it, he has to have investors. They steal the company out from underneath. Mm-hmm. The second time he goes in with these other guys, they end up selling and having to be bought out. So now he's like, look, I'm big enough on my own. Yeah, that I can handle this. Then maybe I can do this. Yeah. So that same year, tragedy would strike because a fire would gut his lab. Oh. Not just his lab, the entire building. He lost all of his work. All of his research, mm-hmm. prototypes, everything. It was a huge setback. Yeah. So I read something, an article that he said in an interview with the New York Times. He said, when, when asked about this fire, he said that he's too grief-stricken to talk right now. Yeah. To speak. And I, I can only, I think that that expresses the the feeling of the time. Do you not? Oh, I'm sure it did for him. But what's kind of crazy is that um, he would still continue his work. It would kind of free him in a weird way. Because he had a fascination with yeah. newly discovered X-rays. Oh, hell. He was, he was going to use them on people he would call X-Men. <laughs> and teach them <laughs> to use these abilities for good. Uh, no. He also began development on some of the first radio-controlled items. Hmm. He, in fact, displayed a radio-controlled boat in no less than Madison Square Garden. Damn. Yeah. So imagine that. Like... Uh, the the display of a remote control boat can draw a crowd at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Even if it's just like an opening act or something, it's still insane. Right. But that's how ahead of his time he was. He was like, behold, I wirelessly control the boat. I have skills. Yeah. And then he, yeah, then he proceeded to do some sweet jumps. <laughs> I bet that was accurate. Yeah, he had ramps and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he never lost his dream, though. That's what's crazy. He continued his quest. Now, the thing that it consumed him, like I've said before... The biggest thing that he wanted was wireless power. Yeah. The transmission of power and communications. He was like, look, radio is really great. Uh, All this is great, but this is my goal. This is what I really want to do. Everything I've done up until this point is because I can't. Mm -hmm. This is the thing I can't do. Right. Like, I can go make the AC motor. I can make polyphase systems. I can make art lights. I can come up with these ideas. These are doable. I just need money. I just need time. I just need power. He said, now, wireless transmission." Hmm. Wireless communication. That's something that really pushes me. That's something that, that makes that drives him. So he goes for it. So in 1899, he moved his lab to Colorado Springs and he set up a test system for wireless studies. Hmm. Yeah. This culminated in Warden Cliff Tower in 1901. And it's an intended wireless transmission center. Hmm. And it was founded with an investment from no less than J.P. Morgan. And it was in a race with a man who would go on to discover radio for realsies, Marconi. Mm. Someone you know, you hear about, uh, what's his name? 
uh, Guglio? I don't know. It starts with a G. Uh, Marconi discovers the radio, we're told. Now, there's lots of people working on the globe all over this. At this time, radio is not a thing. Remember this. Right. Tesla's idea of wireless communication is sci-fi. It is something that people are racing to do. They know it can be done. They just don't know how. Like, all of this has to be invented along the way. And that's why he says, this is a challenge for me. Because it can be done. I know it can. (laughs) But I have to invent every step of the process. I mean, and that makes sense. So he is there. So his ambition was a lot bigger than Morgan's investment, though. Hmm. Um, And he got shut down. Well, he asked for more money. Uh, on top of that initial investment, it turns out that initial investment was $150,000. So he's like, what do you have? He's like, not a lot. I know that guy got radio, whatever. Uh, I'm still working on some stuff. Can I have it? And they were kind of like, no. Uh, and it really, it, you know, it might have happened, but all of it became moot. It kind of ended because in 1901, Marconi sends dot, dot, dot. He gets uh, his wireless cran- transmission across the Atlantic, and Tesla is beat. Uh, so Tesla had hoped, you know, to send the first transatlantic transmission. Sure. And it just didn't it didn't happen. He didn't have it. He didn't get there. So he didn't stop, though. In fact, he didn't stop asking for money, either. He asked Morgan for money like a junkie, and he never got it. Golly. But literally, the dude would write letters, call, I mean, not call, but, you know, he would, he would write letters. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, no. Over I mean, knock on the door? You know, no, no, no. He, 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 J.P. Morgan, like, give him this dude's phone number. I'm saying, mm. he didn't, he couldn't telegraph. All he could do was write these letters. So, he would write, like, a ton of letters, like, a literal ton of letters, probably. He did. No, I'm saying, like, he did. Even his son. Um, still, he did manage to, to build the tower by 1902. Uh, but with Marconi already having, you know, one, it was too little too late. Right. Uh, no investor wanted to choose Tesla over Marconi in this arena. Yeah. And Tesla's projects were floundering. Ah. Uh. By 1906, they completely stopped. Oh, that's painful. Not, not, not totally, but to the level where we considered progress happening. Yeah. Uh, you know, he still had the projects, obviously, but there was just no money. No money he had nothing it. to support them yet. And soon he had to mortgage the Warden Cliff Tower itself just to pay his bill at the Waldorf Astoria, which is where he was living. It's also recommended for uh, Kings of Zumunda when visiting. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. King I, highly I highly recommend you also check out a nice little eatery named McDowell's. Yes. <laughs> wow, um, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah. So he mortgages it. Uh, nine years later, it's foreclosed. And two years after that, it's destroyed. Oh, man. Tesla's dreams would never soar that close again. Like he, Icarus. Yes. Really, it kind of was. His last patent would be in 1928. And it was for a vertical takeoff biplane. Well, that sounds absolutely crazy. It does, but again, it's Nikola Tesla, and that's this is the problem with Nikola Tesla, and this is the part of the story we're getting to. So a lot of people, including Tesla, will claim that Tesla had these crazy inventions, discovered these incredible things that, you know, which ray guns, death rays, yeah. earthquake machines, uh, shields, tractor beams. So would you compare him to, um, what is that guy's name? Also crazy. Hmm. Also, an inventor lost it. Rube Goldberg. Uh, no, so he, 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 this the thing is, we don't know. It's kind of like Da Vinci. Da Vinci is who I was going to compare him to. Okay, that's not what I got from your deal. But sorry, f- no, Da Vinci's more of not to a Renaissance man in the the not just the time frame. Um, because he he could do art, he could do poetry, he could do other things. Well, yeah, but we've already just talked about earlier how Tesla has a lot of the same skills. I mean, he's got drafting. Right, right. I mean, and drafting is a form of art, I will argue. Yeah. But that's not my point. My point is, um, I don't know. I think Da Vinci is way far ahead of his time. And a lot of that comes from, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, this is pure speculation. Hmm. Because this is the way that people think, like, when people are like, oh, you're so smart. It's not smart. It's the way you understand things. 
And I think I have a little bit of this because I get a little bit of an edge. I'm not saying I'm nowhere near this level. Like we're talking mm. like one percent here. It's understanding the concept behind something, not understand. Like people understand how they're like, oh, I can run this pump all day, right? And there's people that can sit there and run that pump for 20 years and never understand how the pump works, right? I get that, yeah. And the first thing I do when I get there is like, okay, so it's compressing this into a smaller, and I make the force multiplier, so all right. And then, you know, if I'm out in the woods and I see two bottles or something, I'm like, we can use this to form a hydraulic pump. Yeah. It's like, that's that's what they do. But they understand the concept so completely mm-hmm. that they can go out and be like, yeah, no, we have to invent several steps around the way or things haven't been invented yet. But when they get there, they will be. I might not be able to do it. But when somebody figures out how to make the material that's this light that can hold this weight, this is how you build it. Right. Like, they can dream and they can be reasonable at the same time. And that's not something that you find in many people, I think. Not true. Yeah. You know, like... It takes the ability to have the sci-fi mind to go, we could fly like birds in Da Vinci's age. And, I mean, people had that. But to him to go, but it has to also be practical, which means the machine has to be powered. So, when I said not true, I mean, it's not true that one that one can't dream. And No, I'm saying they have to have the they have to have to that balance. A lot of people have one or the other. Ah, uh, that's right. Or have a certain amount. But to have that perfect balance mix. And it seems that Tesla actually starts to fall... Way more to the sci-fi side, the dreaming side, yeah. uh, at some point. Because he starts going, well, I could create this and I could create that. And I don't know if he actually was either having another episode, really could, really could do it, or just hmm. the poor guy was broken in some level and was just dreaming and thinking, like, I'm Nikola Tesla, damn it, I can do it. I mean, like, I, if you told him, that, like, Nikola Tesla seems like the guy that, if he was alive today, he might be, like, Elon Musk. But at the same time, he might be the wacky guy that, that, that like has ads on Prison Planet. Well, Elon Musk is real uh, charismatic though too. Well, Elon Musk is, but he also talks about like things we don't have, like sci-fi things and going to Mars. And he, yeah. everyone thinks he can do it, and it looks like he can do it. And Tesla's the same way. Mm-hmm. But then let's say in twenty years, he's like, I can build a robot army that we can put our bodies into. And I get, you know what I mean? Like, if he starts saying yeah. crazy things, that's going to get real Tesla. Because Tesla's like, I have a death ray, and I have, you know, I have a force shield, and I have an earthquake machine, and I have, yeah. you know, rockets. And, you know, he, he's just kind of, we're, we're there. So let's, Which is crazy. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and jump into this. He was in pretty uncomfortable straits. This might have been uh-huh. some of the pressure that he was feeling to come up with something. Mm-hmm. Because from 1922 to 1934... He was pretty much a high dollar drifter. Oh, yeah. He would rent routine, uh, He would rent hotel rooms to live in, and then move out once the bills were too high for him to keep going. Golly. So he was just like, we'd run up a, like today. It'd be like running up your credit card, and I mean, like, well, not paying that one anymore. Move on to the next one. Yeah, and just mm-hmm. having like he would go and be like five, six different you know hotels and just like stay there. Yeah. Uh, now, this was kind of. Looking bad. You know, people talk. Sure. So eventually Westinghouse Company stepped in and offered to said, look, we'll give you $125 a month and rent at the New Yorker Hotel. Okay. And Tesla not being dumb and knowing his situation was like, of course. Yeah, I mean, one can only hope. Yeah. So Tesla, um, he's also rumored to made a death ray and have free electricity, perpetual motion machines. Get the hell out of here. Are you uh, serious? To have knowledge of aliens. Well, I know that perpetual motion machines is one of the uh, right. the big, uh, I guess, not, uh, what's the word, biggest non-solved problem in the electrical or engineering world. Just the engineering world. Here's the thing. This is, again, my layman's understanding here. Mm-hmm. The basic concept of perpetual motion is fundamentally impossible because you have to have a system in which you do not lose energy. It has to be a 100% efficient system that generates and uses 100% of the energy it needs. Hmm. So fundamentally, you can't have any friction, heat, nothing. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, the thermodynamics of it would be interesting. It, it, it's just it's a big field. People claim to solve it all the time, but Nikola Tesla is a big name. Yeah, he had a really good understanding of several key concepts. Um, but just again, it's one of those things. 
he also talks about an earthquake machine um, <laughs> and all kinds of conspiracy shit. Like, conspiracy theorists love to throw out Edison. Like, here's the thing. They throw out Edison's name, right? That he crushed this yeah. if it's physics or that Tesla invented this or it breaks Einstein's laws or Henry Ford did this or J.P. Morgan bought it. And one of the fundamental things is this. It's never like this little known physicist from Norway working in CERN hmm. or, uh, you know, Marconi's lab assistant invented it. It's always these big names. And part of the reason why is they don't know any more about the subject. Yeah. It's just that's a name that catches your eyes. It's a name you trust. And he, he used it himself to try and sell ideas. Oh, sure. Like he knew people knew his name. But the thing is. They probably didn't. It's just because that's the ones the public knows. And kind of like we consider Nikola Tesla part of pop history. That's why we're covering it. Sure. They they do too. And they play upon that. They, they use that as a target. As a <laughs> way of selling you on their idea. Nikola Tesla said he did it. Come on, it's goddamn Nikola Tesla. The man invented the Tesla coil. You invented the induction mode. That's right. You know, you're you're smarter than Tesla. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. You think you know better? You know, people thought you couldn't wirelessly communicate. And he almost did it. And then he said, well, I got beaten that, but I've got the next frontier. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, part of the issue is that the man was a genius and a futurist. And he could see a lot of where science was going because he was on the cutting edge. Right. And he knew a lot about innovation and mentioned him. He could kind of see where things were going, so it's not insane. Hmm. But he also liked to make up bullshit or claims that were really just thoughts. I get that. And the death rate was something that Tesla himself made a claim at, at his 78th birthday. I mean, that's uh, just crazy. However, the Soviets reportedly tested a device that was based on a design by Tesla for a charged particle weapon. They huh. even paid him twenty five grand for it. That's pretty awesome. So, is it possible that he invented a death ray? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, they gave him twenty five grand for something, right? Exactly. That's what a lot it of was, money. or what it worked, or how it did. I don't. I couldn't find anything on that. I just found a report that they, mm. he built a charged particle weapon, which I would call a death ray. Yeah, I wonder if it's being used. Seems like we would. So you would use it a lot more. Uh, the cosmic ray motor was something that he made a claim for in 1932. Hmm. Uh, he now he would have these events on his birthday. These were yearly. That's why um, when I just quote a year, it's on Tesla's birthday. It's on right. July 10th. He would have these parties uh, starting with the first one, and this is where he would start to make claims and talk to the media, and he would invite the media to come talk to him. And it's pretty much old crazy dude that was a genius wants to yell. On the streets, but <laughs> has the opportunity to just invite the media into his place Come see and serve this. them, yeah, and serve them food and stuff. Um, and he talked about his earthquake machine in 1935. Uh, no reports of an earthquake ever happening because of this. Good, though he did claim that there was one. No, in 1898, that had happened in, around his laboratory when he tested the device. Hmm. Um, he he did. Pass away, obviously. He's I mean, not still alive. Yeah, right. Um, he was 86, and that was 1943. Hmm. And he died of coronary thrombosis in his room at the New Yorker and was cremated. So um, it's pretty crazy. Now, to show you that, like I said, he wasn't nobody. He was well-known. Over 2,000 people attended his funeral. God, so man. that kind of gives you a level. Like yeah. He's not so large that everyone in town showed up. Right. But he's large enough you're not going to fit in he wants in anything less than a stadium. Right. And the mayor of the city read his eulogy over the radio. That's cool. Yeah. So a few facts. So this is where you can chime in because um, I'm going to just spout some things off. Okay. Um, in 1879, when Tesla dropped out and ran off, it was assumed by those close to him that he had just drowned in the Murr River. Golly. Yeah. Uh, also, Tesla... This is, again, smart dude. Tesla could do mental integral calculus. Wow. Yeah. It led times for him being accused of cheating yeah, in I school. I can see that because how the hell does one do that? Yeah, I, he's I pretty much it. a calculator. He's like oh, Rain yeah. Man, and they're like, hold on. 42. We yeah. haven't seen that movie yet. Dustin Hoffman hasn't even been born. Mm. 
he became a U.S. citizen. And he actually became a citizen in 1891. Okay. So I probably did that and then got his money and was like, I am a rich American now. And then he ended up not feeling so great about himself. But, hmm. you know, he came back in the end. I mean, he, in the yeah. end, it worked out. I mean, he, he got a room in one of the nicest hotels you could live in yeah. and some pocket money. And the press would come and listen to him say any crazy thing he wanted. Which is cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I trade most of my life for that. Right. Um, Nikola Tesla described the period in 1886 after his company fell uh, by writing, my high education in various branches of science, mechanics, and literature seems to be like a mockery. Damn. That's when he was digging ditches. Uh, I mean, I get it, though, but damn. Yeah. After, yeah, this is what you were talking about. After the fire gutted his lab, Mm -hmm. Tesla was quoted in the New York Times as saying, I am in too much grief to talk. Yeah. Man, like, and that's some stuff we would hear after the Triangle Shirtwaist fire. I mean, you, know, you should hear, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, rightfully so. But this man, like, lost all of his life's work, so I, equally which, on par for him. Yeah, which I, I get. Yeah. Uh, so his bill at at the Waldorf mm-hmm. over half a million Golly. in modern terms when he mortgaged Warden Cliff. Like, how do you how do you manage that? You go, Nicholas Tesla. Here's my black card. I mean, and I they didn't guess. have black cards, so he was just like, I'm Nikola Tesla. And they're like, oh, my God. Yes, Mr. Tesla. Tesla. Are you going to be paying us anytime soon? He's like, yes. Yes, I will. Or he just did the the uh, Home Alone 2 thing where Macaulay Culkin runs away from Tim Curry all the time and like, gets an elevator. Yeah. Goes upstairs and all that and hides out when they... Yeah. In 1901, Tesla thought he heard a weak signal from outer space. Hmm. Thought it might have been just another... Though it might have just been another transmitter. Others were working on radio and wireless technology at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. So he thought he heard aliens. Well, I mean, okay. And according to conspiracy theorists, he did. Awkward. Yeah, but uh, Tesla really, really, really liked pigeons. He would feed them every day. (laughs) And as I mentioned earlier, he kept some of them in his hotel rooms. Yeah. And often nursed the injured ones back to health. Also really strange. Yeah. Well, he also once spent over two grand on one. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally enough, legend holds that Tesla was born during a lightning storm. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and he kind of sort of developed the technology for smartphones in 1901. Yeah, so I know a little bit about that. That's when he was talking, that's when he was doing the uh, research on like the wave communication, the radio frequency communication. His goal was to create, um, yeah, what was it? An the, internet. Yeah, an internet is exactly. Communication I mean, communic- and inter- internet. Yeah, right. he, a wireless network. Exactly. So he, he had dreams and he understood yeah. where technology was going. That's what dreams. I'm saying. It's so hard to understand what is crazy and what is reality. Yeah. And what, you know, to function on because someone tells you he built a death ray and you're like bullshit and you're like the Russians paid him 25 grand and tested it and you're like shit uh, it's he like did. he said that he could communicate with Mars no he didn't yeah but he, he came up with the idea for a wireless for Wi-Fi and internet in like 1901 you're like shit maybe you talk to aliens <laughs> it's very confusing <laughs> I mean, no yeah. one should be I mean I'm not mocking anyone if they believe any of it because how do you know that's the mystery of Tesla right that's what he that's his real legacy I mean we see the things he has because we have electrical motors and everything Mm-hmm. There's a car named after the guy. There's tons of schools, everything, right. the statues, all the. But, I mean, in the pop culture world, the thing is not just the name. It's also all these crazy ideas that you hear about that you've ever heard that you're like, that's not real. Probably someone has said, but Tesla. <laughs> but Tesla. <laughs> that's, that's how they do. Hmm. Uh, when Tesla died, the FBI had his property seized. Hmm. And MIT professor John Trump go through it. Nothing dangerous was found. Well, because Tesla had been making these claims, right? Yeah. And for the most part, people go, harmless old man, brilliant scientist. Sure. Unless he does something crazy, we have no reason to do it. And they watched him probably. Yeah, you're probably right. So when it, whenever he died, yeah, they, they went and seized all of his stuff. And they had this MIT professor go in and clean the room, yeah. sweep the room. Yeah. Mm. And it was just like, here's his stuff. And it was a bunch of junk. Um, now, before you go off. On the Tesla set at basis for everything, like I mentioned, because but Tesla is not the best propaganda. Mm. 
Uh, it should also be noted that he rejected electrons and the theory of relati- relativity at well, the time. God, so both of those are weird. Why? Why? Well, I mean, at the time. I mean, because he, he was a man of science, and a lot of guys did. It's not that. It's just he had a different belief at the time. He was, yeah. he was probably... All of these things he was taught under a different system. And, of course, you know, it's kind of like retrograde orbits and stuff. Or, or not. What is it called? Elliptical orbits. Wonder, oh, before we yeah. have that. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Where planets spin back on them. So what is it called? They spin back on what? No, no, no. Before we figured out elliptical orbits and gravity mm-hmm. and the Earth being circling heliocentric model, people thought that planets did like loop-de-loops and that's why you'd see one go back all of a sudden so they would orbit earth is the middle yeah and the sun went around it so did everything else so sometimes a planet would move backwards because the earth actually moved faster than it yeah so what would happen is this planet in order to appear backwards it didn't just make a circle it actually would make a loop-de-loop that's odd so that's how you could see it appear in different places so they worked out the math for all the planets to do this same thing with electrons and all this. People had models yeah. of, um, you know, how atoms work. Subatomic particles, subatomic, atomic models they had. Right. Which and they also sense. had theories of gravity and relativity, uh, you know, that were counterbalanced to Einstein. There was a system that worked before and then Einstein's came and worked better. That's how systems work. They just work better. I mean, I get it. So the model works better and he just didn't accept some of those. Now, of course... Some things like those, he came to understand were right. It wasn't like he rejected them, even though people would put the science in his face. He's like, no, no, no. Electrons don't exist. It was just like someone told him, you know, uh, they figured out that there's these subatomic particles. And he's like, no, that's again, they can't be right. And then, you know, eventually you come around to it. But I hope so. That's that's how that's how things go in the world of science. You always want to break the laws rather than. Except of course, you have yeah. to work within the laws while you're doing it. I mean, that's what they say. But some people, you know, that's how we get new ones. Someone has to reject them. So, Nikola Tesla. Great guy, though. Crazy brilliant dude. Yeah. But crazy brilliant. I mean, you know, crazy. He, he, he was... He was <laughs> Here's a good one. He was crazy brilliant, but he was brilliantly crazy. I like that. Yeah. I think that's going to be a new catchphrase. It should be. Mm. He, he, he did both things. I mean... A lot of it has to do with the age, and maybe he would. He, we know he had issues dealing with things. And he wasn't crazy. He didn't have like no, no, no he's had a breakdown. Though, but, yeah, but he had he had a breakdown, which happens to people. Sure. And he, you know, and he was older. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I don't know that he ever was diagnosed with anything, but he sure could have been suffering from something that caused him to make these claims, or you know, maybe he misremembered. I don't know. Or maybe it actually happened. Or maybe he did it all. You maybe know? there's an earthquake machine, and maybe there's a death ray, and maybe there's a force field, and maybe he talked to Martians. I don't know. It's kind of my point. We yeah. weren't there. We weren't there. But he led an interesting life. It, it's funny because I never knew that he came from like a family of priests, or that him and Edison didn't have yeah, I didn't like know that a face to face fight. Right. Yeah, I, I never knew that either. I figured they were like shoulder to shoulder, burning the midnight oil. And yeah. Although there was a story that Edison's meeting with uh, Tesla was actually after some generators went down. I think it was on a ship. I'm remembering this. I'm not looking at notes now. Um, and he, they, Edison was, you know, he got it running and Edison came in and they told him what happened. And Tesla had worked the whole night through. He had worked like 36 hours straight to get these engines back on. Yeah. And Edison was, of course, impressed at the dedication and the ability. I mean, And it right. was like, good job. So their interaction was a positive one. I mean, it it was like that. There's, of course, the thing of like, I'll I'll give somebody money that can figure this out or this supposedly. Or, you know, if we get this done ahead of schedule, I'll pay this. And then didn't. And then he felt like he didn't. But a lot of people also say that, like, it was a cultural thing. Hmm. He didn't understand. Yeah, I get that. Which is possible. I mean, clearly, we have people that that happens to. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's why I say it's definitely possible. Who knows? I mean, also, we know Edison was a bit of a jerk. So, it's totally possible that he just stiffed Tesla. It is possible. Of course, Tesla was never shy of needing money. So, it's also possible that Tesla was like, I'm I'm sorry. I I did this. 
And I want money for Actually, it. Actually, get some money for it. I'm saying, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you did your job. That's what we pay you for. I mean, and that may have been true. And who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But the man led an interesting life. I mean, he beat cholera. He a beat a gambling yeah. addiction, apparently. Yep. Saved the lives of, uh, I'm going to say, at least dozens of pigeons. Wow, man. That's Ran out on hotel bills, though. Eh. Invented some sort of ray of death. Eh. Whether it actually was deadly. Totally totally. Totally moved to the point it was still a death rate. I mean, that's that's the cool thing. It might have been missold, but so is Dollar Shave Club. It's not a dollar. So so true. So death. So you know, death rate still holds. Huh? Right. I don't know if you have any interesting stories on Nikola Tesla. Let or us know. If you just want to say his name, let us know. Absolutely. Give him a good nickname. If you have a good nickname for Nikola Tesla, Ooh, let me know that, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Nikki T. Nikki T. Mister Tessie. Like the Loch Ness Monster? Yeah. Okay. Except for, again, I return to the fact that he wouldn't be able to survive in water. I am pretty sure he could swim. Although that might have been why they thought he drowned. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Exactly. He apparently did have at least one person that thought he could not interact well with water. So I'm not alone. No, you're not. Mm. You are alone in thinking that he might be a Spider-Man villain or a Pokemon, but... (laughs) Other than that, no. You're fine. Nikki T, I choose you. <laughs> he comes out. Electro Bolt. Also, there's a good uh, rap battles in history with Nikola Tesla. Oh, check yeah? That out. Yeah. yeah. Versus Edison? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. figured. Yeah. Well, that's this week's show. All right. Yeah. It's been fun. We shall return in Soon. Uh, 14 days. For, for, a fortnight, right? One fortnight. One fortnight indeed. And uh, we will bring you something special. I like special. It's because you are. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone.